Are you ready to take your real estate investing business to the next level? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. With your mentors, Wayne and Gabby. the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Today is Wednesday, November the 30th, 2022. The weather today will be a high of minus 16 degrees in Edmonton, minus 18 degrees in Saskatoon, and 6 degrees in Toronto. Last day for top fam. <laughs> she read my other notes. <laughs> Good job. It is the last day for top 10 of the month. It is. Tomorrow's December 1st. So that's when we'll be doing the draw. You excited to do the draw? <laughs> you want to do it tomorrow? Yeah, she always does. So today, what we're going to do, I believe, is we're going to um, take all the top fans. Do you want to see who they are right now? I can show you. Come over here. See these five people right here? Those five people right there, as long as they continue to stay in the top five. They're all going to get a ballot. So first place is going to get five little tickets. Mm -hmm. Second place is going to get four tickets. Third place is going to get three tickets. Fourth place will get two tickets. And fifth place will get one ticket. So whoever's in first place is obviously going to has five tickets in there. They're more likely to get picked, right? Their name is in the cup a lot more than everybody else. So they have a better chance. So, uh, yeah, we put all those names in there. And then uh, it was, you see, top, first place is Kyle. So Kyle's going to get his name in five different tickets. So if we pull Kyle's name, Kyle wins, and he gets two free coaching calls. Is that a lot of information? Yeah, sorry. Did I hit you with a fire hose there? <laughs> Savvy? You good? All right, cool. Let's get back to the show. Hey, watch it, buddy. <laughs> good morning, everybody. Broadcasting live as we do every morning, Monday through Friday at 6 a.m. Mountain Time on the Podbean app. Come join us live and listen to the show. You can call in and you can also, you know, um, uh, put your questions in the chat. Ask any questions you want about real estate investing for free, and we will answer them for free. Free we coaching. Will. So if you got any questions about real estate investing, got any questions about, you know, something that you're working on, um, something that's holding you back from taking action today, put it in the comments. Feel free to call in and uh, let's get that question answered for you. And then hopefully, maybe maybe that answer um, might also help someone else, you know, who's listening. Um, whether it be live or whether it be in the recorded version on iTunes or Spotify, whichever. Maybe someone's listening and they're like, oh, I didn't know that was the thing. Mm -hmm. Or, oh, I didn't know you could do that. And maybe you can help someone else take action too. That's 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 the most important part. That's the whole reason, it's, you know, we're here is, is to make sure that people are are moving the needle and doing stuff that they wouldn't otherwise do because, you know, maybe there's something that's in the way. Yeah. Some misbelief or disbelief or unbelief. <laughs> Dis. The belief. <laughs> disbelief. Oh, you want my charger cord? <laughs> that's okay. I'm just doing a podcast here. Here, here. Come take my phone charger cord. Here you go. Pitter-patter. Let's get at her. <laughs> Not like I'm doing anything right now. Gracious. Well, how's everybody else doing? Everybody else doing good this morning? How are we looking in the chat? Um, Garrett does not want us to talk about earthquakes. <clears throat> what happened? Which is fine by us. What happened on the is there something? Yeah, there's a little earthquake yesterday. Where? In Alberta. No way. <laughs> okay, now we're talking about it. <laughs> Alberta earthquake. Magnitude 5.3 earthquake in Peace River. Yesterday. Oh, I didn't. Just above uh, Grand Prairie there. That's right near Garrett. Garrett's <laughs> in White Court, but that's like, what is that? A, a stone's throw. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Garrett thinks you're messing with him that you didn't know. No, I didn't know. Like, I, Garrett, I'm going to be honest. The only reason I knew is because of Jackie. I saw her posts. Otherwise, I wouldn't have known. <laughs> 
I uh, left yesterday um, after the show. I went and um, it was in the evening. It was like six. So, oh, yeah. I go to bed early. <laughs> Wayne was in bed by five thirty. If it wasn't on the six <laughs> o'clock news, then Wayne didn't get it. <laughs> it's Jeopardy and bedtime for Wayno. <laughs> he was tucked in with his nighty night tea by yeah six oh five. We do have a question. Right they hate that. us because they ain't us, Gabby. <laughs> it's true. <clears throat> uh, we have a question. I, I got stuff to get through, okay? Okay. Just just pump the brakes. I'll get to their questions. Does it have anything to do with the earthquake, though? <laughs> no. Because <laughs> we need to talk more about the earthquake. <laughs> Good morning, Garrett. We're happy you're here. Good morning, Eric, <laughs> as well, and Scotty. And uh, Elroy's here as well. Uh, Amber, good morning, Amber. Kyle says, wow, it's getting cold. Yes. Indeed. Yes, sir, it is. Feels like minus 26 degrees here today. I don't intend on leaving my house. <laughs> I need to change the air filter. Didn't I tell you? It's you're a long winter. You're walking every day to school today. Uh, <laughs> sorry, hon, I can't. I don't know if you heard, but there was an earthquake yesterday. <laughs> Scared to go outside now. Matt, uh, Matt's here as well. Says greetings, y'all. Uh, Amanda's here. Good morning. Taylor, Tay Tay. Uh, Ryan's here. John's here. What else? What else we got going on? Cody. Cody's here as well. Crispy. How many people went and, uh, oh, I'm going to go check Crispy's uh, YouTube channel. How many Did people? Did you make note of where he was at yesterday? Uh, <laughs> I mean, like, I don't want to, like. <laughs> oh, geez. Okay. Oops. My volume's on. Um, no, I mean, like, well, what if he had five hundred? Then, like, is that enough? Is five? Like, I don't know. Like, so, I mean, I made my own personal note. Let's just put it that way. Capiche? Capiche. Oh yeah, he's up. He's up. He doubled in subscribers yesterday. No way. He doubled in subscribers. Let's see if we can double it again today. <laughs> All right. Today's Wednesday. We're gonna call it double up Wednesday. Um. What I want you guys to do is I want you to go down to YouTube and look up Ericam, E-R-I-C-A-M, and uh, give it a give it a sm smash that subscribe button. Support Crispy and his YouTube channel. See, now Crispy has to put more content out. See, you know what I'm doing? I'm, I'm forcing. Now that people are actually going there, he's like, oh, fuck sakes, Wayne. I haven't put anything on there in seven months. Now you got to put it out daily. Now you got to. Because work to do. Because uh, Chris is. Um, uh, Chris is actually um, in the middle of a fix and flip right now. He's uh, he's doing for a client, so he's got lots of great content. He's there every day, and I don't see enough of it on social. So Cody's subscribed. Nice. So very cool, very cool. Um, anything I can do to support you guys? Hey, if there's if you've got a YouTube channel you want us to support, <laughs> don't do that. Post it in the comments. He is a mentee of ours. He's part of the and master's program. We support him. Yeah. Oh, what you're saying is, is that if you're not in masters, we do not support you. Exactly. <laughs> and we support Insert El Ray. Villainous because, laugh and, afterwards. <laughs> and we support El Ray because he interviewed Wayne. <laughs> Got to pay to play. I'm just joking, you guys, but kind of. <laughs> it's one of the perks of working with us. Hundred percent. I I've I've said this many times in different workshops and 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 master classes and stuff we've done in the past that like if anyone's willing to put themselves out there and do the hard work i'll support the shit out of you but if you're just like posting once a month and you're like hey you mind like you know doing a little promo for my channel or something like no oh, come on give your head a shake no i'm not gonna support you like put in the work there's people that are putting in the work and that are trying you know what i mean they're pushing themselves outside of their comfort zone i know how hard that is I know how hard it is to do something that you're not comfortable with that doesn't feel good. Mm -hmm. So anytime anyone does anything like that, I'll support the shit out of you. I will also support the shit out of you if I'm mentoring you, obviously. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Chris is doing both. He's stepping outside of his comfort zone and he joined Masters. So, I mean, he deserves it, right? He does. He just needs to post just a little bit more on those social channels, you know, like Facebook, Instagram, TikToks. YouTube. YouTubes. Well, <laughs> yeah. Uh, LinkedIn's and stuff like that. I want to see Chris do a TikTok dance today. 
<laughs> Why is my coffee so cold? I don't know, because you didn't charge it. A quick little commercial break. We'll get back while I charge up my uh, my coffee cup. <laughs> Some of you might have heard us talking about DCI Properties and how much we like their process and deal flow as one of the premier wholesaling companies in Canada. But one of the things most people don't know about DCI Properties is that they don't cherry pick deals for themselves. Everything they get under contract, they offer out to their buyers list. That's right. No sloppy seconds from no DCI. No sloppy seconds. <laughs> So if you're an investor looking for their next flip project or cash-flowing rental property, get on their buyers list today and check out their inventory. To get on the list for Alberta deals, visit www.dciproperties.ca slash albertabuyers or for Ontario deals, go to www.dciproperties.ca slash buyers. And we are back. Good morning, Kirsten. See, came in there. Okay. <clears throat> As I get through things here, uh, upcoming events? Zippity doodah. None? Uh, December 10th, we have, um, oh, talking about all the great perks of being in uh, the Master's Mentorship Program. Um, we have the uh, Building Your Real Estate Investing Roadmap Workshop which again is exclusive to masters. So if you're, you know, if you're on the fence about joining the master's mentorship program, now might be a good time. Um, we do monthly workshops every month and this month we're going to be working on a full day on how to build your roadmap. I know it kind of sounds a little boring. They're like, Oh yeah, teach me how to buy stuff for no money. That's the shit I want. Yeah, I get it. Like, you know, that stuff's like fun and exciting too. But like I've seen lots of people that have learned how to buy houses for no money down, and buy houses with no mortgages and raise millions and millions of capital. But then they never fucking do it because they don't have a good plan. Or they raise a shit ton of money and they buy all these properties, but then like they're nowhere closer to their goals because they're they're basically running around with a chicken with their head cut off. Mm -hmm. Right. And uh, it's because they don't have a good plan. They don't know what it is that they actually want. They don't know how much it actually costs in order to get to that life that they want, the goals. Because they never break it down. Yeah. <clears throat> and then lastly, I mean, like that whole workshop's going to be about, you know, figuring out that stuff and then reverse engineering it to determine which strategy, which of those super cool, no money down, rent to own, wholesaling, fix and flip strategies is going to get you to your goals the fastest. Yeah. And how much do you need to do and how long is it going to take? That's what we, that's what we work on. Yeah. And um, that's my favorite stuff to do. Yeah. It's like going to be awesome. Like we have, uh, I mean, just like in one of my um, mastermind calls on Monday, one of our uh, mentees is in the group and it was our goal setting uh, meeting for the year. So set the goals that we're going to be, you know, mm -hmm. working towards over the year. And, um, and yeah, she's like, I don't know. Does this make sense? Is it doable? Yada, yada. And I was like, I have a feeling that after December 10th, you're going to have a lot more clarity. So maybe just like hang tight on those business ones mm -hmm. and you're going to know what to do come December 11th. You can adjust your goals. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, you said something there and like, this is really hard for me, by the way. This is really hard for me. Like when I, because I'm not supposed to be listening to the, the women's mastermind Um calls sometimes you walk by and hear me talking. sometimes i walk and i'll listen to gabby she's got her headphones in. i'm not listening to anyone but she's got her headphones in and i'll hear her ask a question or i'll hear her say something and it'll just be like yeah for sure yeah you can put that off until july and i'm just like i'm about to throw the table across the room I'm like no <laughs> and and then just like something like right there is you know you know is that is that too much is that not realistic in my mind, I hear things like that. I'm like, anything's realistic, but everybody has their own a different approach and 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 different uh, view on it. But you know, you'd be surprised. Um, you know, let's just step away from the women's mastermind for a second. You'd be surprised how much you can get done in a year if you actually have a good plan. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I find that people they just you you think it's really big, but then you don't really break it down to like simple tasks that need to be done you know what i mean simple outcomes that need to happen in order to reach that goal and a lot of times it's very 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 simple and and i know a lot of people in the comments here that are listening today i've worked with a lot of you and you know what i'm talking about mm 
It's like you think it's crazy, you know, to leave your job. But I'll break it down into two or three things. These are the three things that need to happen in order for you to be 100% comfortable and 100% safe and secure, you know, to leave your job. Here it is. These are the three things. Now go and do it. Like, wow, I, I, I just thought it was going to be this big, scary thing. Like, I thought, I'd, you know, I'd never be able to come back if it doesn't work out. But now when you, when you break it down this way, it is just those two or three little things. So I, I like to I like to simplify things. And that's why I'm, I'm so excited for that workshop because um, it's very similar to kind of like the stuff that we um, that we covered in like um, the real estate investing cabinet treats we've done in the past. It's the exact same thing. And it's just, you watch halfway through the light bulb start to click on for people like, oh, wow, like I've been overthinking this. It is really that simple. It is really that simple. All I need to do is just do this, 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 and this. And in order to get those five things, I just need to repetitively or consistently do this one thing every day. And suddenly in five years, I'm there. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's such a cool thing to watch those light bulbs come on. And then uh, watch people actually go and, and take action and, and simplify it. Yeah. So I'm very excited for that. December 10th. But you're not going because you're not in Masters. <laughs> what, I can't dangle a carrot? I can't dangle a carrot? <laughs> tell me, Gabby. You sit, <laughs> sit there and tell me with a straight face. This isn't what everyone's struggling with right now. Yeah, for sure. No, absolutely. Because if if everybody had it all figured out, they wouldn't be here this morning. Yep, be a lot more action action taking happening. We would be a less successful podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, everybody's got the information they need for the most part. And I mean, if you don't have the information, you could you could easily have that information this morning if you ask the right questions. Mm -hmm. But uh, the what what what's lacking in the community is a good plan. And then a little bit of accountability and to, to actually execute that plan. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because don't get me wrong. I mean, like some of those those steps, those action steps you need to take every day and every week, every month, some of them are actually uh, a little uncomfortable. So it's great to have a plan where you can see exactly what's going to happen over the next five to 10 years. But when you're looking at it for today, it's like, oh, let's just put it off till tomorrow. It's only 10 years away. It's 10 years away. What's one day? You know what I mean? I'm going to, no, I'm going to treat myself today and I'm not going to do that thing. And then it's just because it's so far away that sometimes people, they, uh, they don't follow through on it because they, you know, it's not like it's a tomorrow thing. It doesn't need to be done by tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Right. But when you have a good accountability partner or you have a good support group of other people that are actually doing it, it, it inspires you to, to stay committed to your, your daily you know, outcomes in order to make sure you reach your long-term goals. It's a marathon. It is a motherfucking marathon. Yeah. It's not a sprint. But I find that if you develop a really good solid routine, you change your routine, right? Because a lot of people, they try and implement the marathon into their current routine. Mm-hmm. Right? But what needs to happen is you need to develop a new routine that supports that marathon to make sure that you stay hydrated, to make sure that you got the energy bars and you got the little breaks and stuff like that, yeah. right? To make sure that you actually last. Because if you don't come, pardon me? You need to rearrange, rearrange your life. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's not that much. No. It could be it's a few little things. Waking up a half an hour earlier, going to bed a half an hour earlier, you know, quitting a certain team because it's not supporting, you know, your, your marathon. Right, mm -hmm. changing up your your lifestyle, your diet, and what you eat, putting a new routine together. So it's, it's very simple. You just got to stick to it for about seven to fourteen days, and it become a new routine. Right, and you won't even know the old one anymore. How many How many of you guys have cut out sugar or cut out, you know, cut out I don't know carbs or something like that in the past? And like I, and now you're like I don't eat carbs anymore. You know what I mean? You just made that decision one day. You did it for two weeks, and now it's like you haven't had carbs ever since. Or like one day that you watch awful. I know it sounds terrible, <laughs> um, but one day you watched Super Size Me and you and you saw like you know uh, uh, you know Morgan Spurlock eating a, like a, a moldy burger or something like that for seven days in a row and made you sick to your stomach and you thought to yourself I can never ever do that again. And some people have not eaten McDonald's since Morgan Spurlock did that. Yeah, 
they just like made a decision. It was it. They never turned back and they haven't been to the, the golden arches since. Right. So that's just a new route. That's just a new thing, right? You just made that decision. You don't do that anymore. I mean, how hard would it be for you to just kind of change your, your schedule and your routine around a little bit more and make a few decisions that could better your, your, you know, your long-term goals. Let me help you do that. <laughs> you had a question? Uh, Sean says- Earthquakes, right, earthquakes. <laughs> Sean says, Atomic Habits, awesome book to read about changing a habit. You know, I think I read that book years ago, but I don't yeah. remember what it was about. I think it was something about um, habits. <laughs> and atomic? Atomics. <laughs> yeah, atomic theory. Perhaps I will reread it. Uh, yeah, we did have a question earlier. Let me scroll back. Oh, and um, Kyle said something really funny because you were talking about how, um, you know, you could have all the answers you ever need if you just come on the show this morning, get them all answered, and then you're you're done. You can go. He's like, yeah, if you answer them, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought I was making a point. <laughs> Which Chris was that? No, Kyle. Kyle? Remember, you never answer his questions? Kyle from like is sitting three months here. ago. <laughs> Ky look, look, it's right here, Gab. I literally, look at this. You see that? That is my Word document. Kyle's right at the top. Um, he's right next to Ryan's question about um, nail holes. Um, oh, we what? already answered that. Oh, never mind. Oh, yeah. So there's only one question left. It's just Kyle. He's right at the top. <laughs> He's not wrong. Okay. Um, Matt wants to know, um, how do you filter out all the spam bots quickly and efficiently on social media while you're uh, gaining? Is that Space Matt? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Space Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Space Matt, the space superstar. Um, or spaceship superstar, sorry. Um, how do you... <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, did you click on... Did you subscribe to too many things or click on too many Russian wife bots or like, what, like, what did you, like, how do you get so many bots? I have one. You, you go through periods where you're like, look at all these Russian bots trying to friend me. Yeah. Well, here, here. Uh, Seems pretty obvious most of the time though. Okay. So here, uh, man, this is a 30 minute talk right here. Um, first of all, I love Russian that bots. <laughs> Russian space bots. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. <clears throat> I, I love that Matt first reached out to me and uh, I responded to him and he thought that I was a I was like a message bot. He goes, wait a minute, you're not a message bot? And you did actually answer me. <laughs> um, it, and because of that, because of the fact that the first time I talked to him um, and he thought I was a bot and now he's asking me, how do you get rid of all these bots? Just makes me think that you have a huge bot problem, and I think you need, like, you need to, yeah, you need a good uh, system sweep. Um, one thing that investors do, real estate investors do, is you know they go to some five dollar webinar or some free, you know, info seminar or something. And they say, you need to increase your network because your network is your net worth. So go on Facebook and add all other in, uh, other, other investors and say hello and, and ask them to meet for a coffee. So when people get into the real estate community, they find out there's this whole world of people that are doing it. And they're excited because they've, you know, they've always talked to the water cooler with Jim, who doesn't know jack shit about real estate investing. But he thinks he knows everything about real estate investing. So it's nice to come into a community that's supportive and also, you know, is actually doing stuff. But then what what what, the, what investors do is they add all of these friends on Facebook, just start like hitting automatically every single mutual friend that says they're a real estate investor. And <laughs> it's it's not uncommon for someone to have 50 mutual friends with you. That's not actually a real person. Mm -hmm. Be and I see this all the time. Where like someone will request, you know, being a friend, then I see ninety nine mutual friends, and then I open up their file, their their profile, and it's like, you know, if you scroll down far enough, there's like a picture of like an attractive woman 
But if you scroll down far enough, you'll see that it was like a middle-aged man from India like four years ago. Yeah. And just a shitload of like propaganda posts. Propaganda. Political and, stuff going on around the world. Like, So yeah. it's, it's um, I mean, it's um, what people will lose their, their profiles that are established. And then eventually they'll slowly start changing, you know, the pictures and stuff like that. And they'll change where they're from. And then they'll just start posting like far left or far right, you know, political stuff. And it's just in an effort to get, you know, to basically to sneak into your, your, your feeds, let's say Facebook, for example, sneak into your feeds and like, because they're friends with you and they start posting this political stuff, it's like a subliminal messaging thing for you. So you're going to start seeing far left stuff about like, did you hear that? Um, uh, uh, Don't be offensive, Wayne. Don't be offensive. Don't be offensive. Did you hear what Trudeau did? And, and then, you know, and then you see that and you're like, oh, he did. (laughs) And like, meanwhile, like you have no idea whether it's actually true or not, but it's just, it came up in your feed. And if it just keeps subliminally coming up on your feed, then obviously then like it's going to change your, your political views and it's, so anyways, yeah. um, COVID was a huge example of that. Oh, like absolutely. all of the the far left and the far right and the far everything and the conspiracies and all that kind of stuff. Like you click on most of it and it's like these whack websites that have zero, like it's just people trying to. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean the whole, I mean, 95% of the page is actually just like penis enlargement advertisements. Yeah. Um, but anyways, I mean, it, so basically if you see someone with like 99 friends, mutual friends, then it's probably just because the other 99 stupid investors just accepted their friend request without looking. And then they just kind of sneak in. And then as, as a guy that, that runs, um, a Facebook group, I have to be very, very cautious on who I accept in those groups. So I have to go through all of these individual profiles to see if they're actually real or not. Um, and I've just over time, I've, I used to be that dumb investor that accepted every friend request mm-hmm. because I was trying to get to 5,000 friends because I thought that was the best way to, you know, get my message, my content out there. Um, and then I just realized that it, it actually doesn't help with the algorithm. So I've been clearing out my friends. It takes a very long time. But as I go through some of these people, I'm like, how the hell did this person get in here? And sometimes it is, you know, a local investor that's, you know, 30 years old. And I scroll back far enough, I'm like, that's the person that I accepted. But somehow, over time, their profile has changed completely. And now it's a completely different name. It's a completely different person, different pictures. And all the content is completely changed. Yeah. So they kind of snuck in and they're like, they infiltrated like a virus. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's your, you got to start cleaning out your friends list and just audit it right down to, you know, uh, the people that matter the most. And um, yeah. I've got, I've got one, I've got one chat bot. Um, it's like, I don't even know how to describe it, but like, um, there's like a group chat of like, and they like send like dirty pictures. I've, I've, I've exited that chat and it's in like my message requests. I've exited that chat and I blocked every, like the block, the person that originated it so many times, but there's like 50 people in that little group chat in my messages and they just keep sending dirty messages. And I, I can't get rid of it. It's impossible. I've tried. So I can understand if that one person is 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 like affecting my profile. I can't imagine what Matt's got going on. <laughs> and you have to understand that like I'm from Edmonton. I'm from Earth. Matt's been traveling the universe. Yeah. You have no idea I how mean, far this reaches. he's probably got like alien bots. And 100%. Jupiter bots. Yeah. Jupiterbots.com. <laughs> is this seriously what we're talking about today? Yeah. I mean, you want to move on to the next question? <laughs> yeah. I got this uh, question that's been sitting in um, in my uh, Microsoft Word uh, here. Oh, probably about three weeks. Um, we have a listener called uh, named Kyle who uh, asked a question about three weeks ago. Who's that? Um, he's from... Um, Saskatchewan or something? Yeah, Saskatchewan. <laughs> Um, I don't have a I don't have a running back to Saskatoon uh, music clip ready, but if I did, that's what I'd play right now. <laughs> play a little Guess Who for you. Any Guess Who fans on the show? Hmm? Any Burton Cummings fans on the show? Tay-Tay celebrating in the chat that it's Kyle's time for his question to be answered. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay. 
Uh, Kyle asks, uh, Kyle's a super fan too. Just, uh, just going to point that out. He is a super fan on the morning show. Also, when he enters the room, he gets a flash of green and kind of rainbowy color. Is that what happens? Yeah. It's like Kyle has entered the room. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. I don't get that on my end. I'm on the, I'm on the desktop version. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Should we take a quick commercial break or? <laughs> Kyle asks, I've tried talking to my parents about private lending. They have an old school mentality. How can I shift their mindset or is it even worth trying anymore? Now, Gabby, uh, you had a parent with an old school mentality um, who is now uh, a private lender to us. Mm-hmm. What say you? <laughs> Can you read it just one more time? Of course. <clears throat> uh, he's tried talking to his parents about private lending. Yes. They have an old school mentality. Okay. How can I shift their mindset? Is it even worth trying? Okay. I think that the really important thing that made a difference for um, in our situations, and not just family, I'm not just talking parents, but it definitely was applicable um, in our situation. But I think when you're approaching people about investing with you in general, it is so important to know what would benefit them and that you're not approaching them with an opportunity that doesn't really speak to what they need. So in my instance, you know, the first time we talked to my mom, we talked to her about like buying suited properties and take out your equity and look at how we can compound it. And and my mom's sitting there going, look, like, you guys, I'm, you know, in my 60s. I don't have, like, I don't want to sit on properties for 20 years so that when I'm 80 and dead, you guys, like, you, you know what I mean? Like, that doesn't that doesn't do anything for me. For this, like, you're talking about these, like, minimal kind of, like, cash flow and who knows what will happen with that. Like, that just doesn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. But once I came around and realized that what my mom needed was she wanted to retire from her job and she wanted to just live a quiet life and just be have everything covered. So that's when I realized that private lending, where I could send her monthly payments that would cover all of her expenses and she could just pocket whatever else she had coming in from retirement and, and build it up in the account, that's what she needed and wanted. And when it was approached with that, and at first it started with just short terms, like, hey, can you lend us, you know, uh, you know, smaller amounts for shorter terms? Can you lend us 40 grand for six months? Um, we'll, we'll pay you monthly instead of, or no, it started with a balloon payment. We'll pay you with a balloon payment at the end of the six months. And, and look, you can like just chunk of cash. You're not using it. It'll be great. That chunk of cash can get you through the next whatever, however long. And then we we built upon that. So now she's lending us much larger um, sums of money for much longer periods and just like kind of continually, we just recycle. And she's getting monthly payments that pay all of her expenses. It pays her, now she, she used to own, but now she's renting. She's, she sold the property and got all of her equity out, which was a very large amount of money. And now she's just lending it out, renting one of our properties I'm covering her rent for us that she's paying back to us and she's living her dream. That's what she wanted. And so finding out what people want and need and approaching them with those opportunities instead of what you think somebody will find attractive. Yeah. You might think like, oh, if I approach them with, you know, we can go buy an apartment building. They'll say yes because everybody wants an apartment building. Well, no, not everybody wants an apartment building. So you need to know the people that you're approaching well enough to know what will be attractive to them and and get in that way. Mm-hmm. So if you're if you approached your parents with a private lending opportunity and they're sitting there thinking like, well, I don't need those monthly payments. Like, I'm fine. Like what what do I need that for? I got my retirement set up. It might just be approaching them with the wrong opportunity. Maybe they might think an apartment building's attractive and they might want to buy an apartment building with you. You know what I mean? Like maybe maybe legacy is more important to them. Maybe yeah. leaving an apartment building to I, – I don't know your situation, but maybe leaving an apartment building to the kids to be able to, you know, have when they die is like cool to them. Mm-hmm. So you just don't – you that anyways, that's my thoughts on the situation. And that's when things really changed from my perspective on how to approach joint venture partnerships 
is what do they want? And we certainly have other joint venture partners who um, we approached for for different opportunities based on they they said this is what I need. I need X amount of money coming in every month, and we went and found the opportunity that would fit that for them. Yeah, listen, listen, listen. That's it. Yeah, and just because someone has money. And just because you think that they would be a really good fit for you does not mean that, you know, one particular strategy is going to be the one that they necessarily want. So what I recommend, like Gabby said, is to listen, find out what it is that I would actually interest them. What do they want? What do they need? Need more so, right? Yeah. And if they they need a certain amount of cash flow or they need to get, you know, uh, the money working for them, then focus on that first. Now, if they don't need any of it and you're trying to force something on them, then I would strongly recommend doing some subliminal, yep. um, hire some Russian bots and start <laughs> subliminally messaging them. Infiltrate their social medias. Infiltrate their social medias. Start some group chats. But instead of posting dirty pictures, post educational content. little tidbits and content <laughs> in their in their message requests about you know how to access equity out of your home how to borrow it for 5% and make a 15% return, right? Yep. Uh, that came up recently. I can't remember on what channel or what platform, but it came up that you know you can borrow from your home equity line of credit and pay 5% and then lend it out at 15% and collect the difference of a 10% spread, spread mm-hmm. right? I don't know if you guys know this, and, and, and it's a little more complicated, but that's pretty much what the banks do in a, round of, like, in a, yep. in a more complicated way. They borrow money and they invest it and they make a better, a bigger return, right? And when we when we when we talked about that, whenever that was basic training boot camp, basic yeah, training boot camp, yeah. Wow, we brought that up in basic training. <laughs> That's not basic at all. When the light bulb clicked for a few people there, it was like you know, even they didn't even know. And I guarantee you that your parents don't know that, yeah, and your aunt and uncle don't know that, and if they did maybe it might shine a light on a problem that they did that or a solution that they didn't really know that they needed answered and that was also a light bulb moment for my mom when she realized that she had access to like a hundred grand um heloc at like three percent yeah and when once that conversation came around she was like holy shit, that makes sense Mm -hmm. like i can use that and make money off of it and it's not even like it's just sitting there doing nothing. It's sitting there doing nothing. Exactly. Yeah. Um, a lot of people see that as some sort of a safety net, but that safety net is just losing money every yeah. every day because of inflation. And that's not just because it's A's inflation, just in general. So you don't know what you don't know and people who you care about don't know what they don't know. Yeah. So you kind of have to educate them a little bit in order to, to get them to that point. And when they do, um, like I said, it might shine a light on a, on, a, on, a, on a solution to a problem that they didn't even know that they had, mm-hmm. right? And because I know that a lot of aunts and uncles, moms and dads, <clears throat> I don't know your families, but, you know, um, did, did, did my family make the best decisions financially for their, you know, their long-term, you know, retirement and stuff like that? No, not really. And I've talked to a lot of you and I know that a lot of you say the same thing. Like I worry about my mom and dad. I worry that they don't, you know, that they're banking on this pension or that they're they're banking on the fifty dollars a month that they put away into their RSPs. Like that's not enough. The math is not there. The six hundred thousand dollars that you have being paid out, you know, in 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 installments from the age of sixty five to eighty five is not enough. It's not. Oh, but our house is paid off, so we won't have a mortgage payment anymore. So we'll just have to cover the HOA fees and gas and insurance and food. It's okay. We'll only be living off of like $800 a month. Your parents have been working 45 fucking years. 45 fucking years raising you, supporting you, all to get to a point where they can sit at home and live off the $800 a month for the next 20 years until they die. That's That depresses the fucking shit out of me. That's the scariest thing in the world to me. That scares the shit out of me the most. 
because you think you work hard all day, every day until you're 65 and you'll finally get the gold watch and you get to go home and you don't have to wake up early every day and you get to do what you want. But it burns, it, it, you're, you're, it burns to pee and your back hurts and you got fucking gout and all your friends are slowly dying off and you're getting up and you're going and having a $2 coffee at Tim Hortons at four o'clock in the morning because your life is fucking meaningless. Oof. Fucking, that, that shit scares the fuck out of me. That is what motivates me. Because that is what, what 90% of families have to look forward to. So, your parents do have a problem. They just don't fucking know it. And sometimes they're just too stubborn and they don't want to talk to you about it and they're in denial. And they, they say, oh, it's okay. We got it figured out, hon. We get, no, 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 don't worry. No, no, we don't need to worry about our retirement, honey. You focus on your stuff. That's great. You're doing your real estate and everything else. But me and your father are just fine. They're either in denial or they're fucking ignoring it. They're completely ignorant. So if you post a little bit of content about what is possible, some stuff that they didn't know was possible, they don't want to hear it from you. Don't fucking shove it down their throat. They don't want to hear it from you. But if you just show them that you're doing it, show them subliminally, have conversations with people, they'll start asking. Now, keep in mind they're your parents, so they, they don't want to ask for a handout or help from their kids too stubborn remember yeah can you imagine the future having our kid come up to us and be like hey mom and dad you know i couldn't help but notice that you made some bad decisions throughout your life and i want to help you so i got this new idea it's called real estate don't worry i know it's been down a little bit and i know lots of people are saying bad things about it but you give me all of your equity so all of your net worth and i'm going to invest it and i'm going to give you um uh, i'm going to triple your money every month i i gonna- just imagined everly as a 20 year old coming up to us. <laughs> Fuck. I'm, I'd be like, yeah, honey, that's, that's, okay. that's, that's really sweet. And you know what, hon? I, I, I'm really happy to hear that you went to some basic training boot camp or something like that. That's great. That's great. I want to, you know what? Keep working on it. Keep working on it. And uh, if it goes well for you guys, maybe we'll have another discussion in a little while. It's 100% what you'd say. Right? So imagine you're going to your parents. They don't want to fucking hear from you. But if they see it, if you continue to keep showing them that it's successful and it works and show other people that are doing it, it will normalize it. It will make it more realistic. It will make it more mainstream. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because right now it sounds like it's, it's, it's another fucking, another one of your, your MLMs or something like that, another one of your side hustles. Yeah. So you have to prove to them, and it takes a little bit of time. But that's that's it right there. Um, and when your parents realize that, you know, when they actually get the education that they need to know that this is actually something that's safe and secure and that they can trust you. And, you know, and they come to the conclusion on their own. And a lot of times that's what needs to happen. They need to figure it out on their own as opposed to you telling them. They'll come up to you and they'll be like, hey, honey, so like a little bit more about this like, you know, private lending thing. Can you tell me a little bit about like, what happens if this? And as soon as they start asking you questions, you know that they're thinking about it, but they're just like, they don't want to jump on it. They don't want to get your hopes up or anything like that. And just answer the question. Yeah. And just show an example of somebody else that you're working with and how that worked that way and how you can actually use your RSPs too. And hey, mom, dad, like if it's if it's too much for you right now and you don't want to like do the whole HELOC thing, I, I understand it's complicated. But like if you want to start off by just using some of your RSPs, you know, they can do that as well. And then suddenly it's like, whoa, I can use my RSPs? Like, oh, yeah, absolutely. So we can't we can't use it. You can't like invest it directly into real estate. But what you can do is you can invest it in the form of a mortgage. So what we'll do is we'll just transfer your money over. Oh, arm's length? Yeah. Oh, shit. That's right. <laughs> Gabby's literally like pointing to her arm. I'm like, oh, shit, you're right. Okay, no, you can't. You can't use your parents' money. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm that. sure that you have a friend. Yeah. who they can invest with. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was the, uh, I'm talking and Gabby's just like pointing to her arm. Oh my uh, God, arms bad, length. bad rabbit hole to go down because it's not applicable. <laughs> okay, not applicable, but same thing. You know, same, same, spelled different. Um, you know, you can also do your, use your RSPs and you can invest it into a real estate investment trust or something along those lines. So uh, you can't invest with me on the RSPs because <laughs> of, um, um, uh, was that CRA? Well, whatever it is, whoever governs that. Um, Securities. But just, you know, it. add little notes in there. 
say little things, talk about what you're doing. The best way to show people what you're doing without actually saying it is to is to post a piece of content. Yeah. And um, eventually they will come around. My dad was completely against it at first. Not completely against it. But he's like, yeah, that sounds good. You know, you know, why don't you uh, go try this first and uh, we'll talk about it in the future. Um, Gabby's mom, just not into it at all whatsoever. Like, and, and it's not to, like that wasn't a, like, it's just like she just wasn't. Just, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and maybe I, I came on way too hard. Uh, and I knew, you know, just like you guys, I know what I know. And I know that, you know, there's a lot of people in my life that I know that like I'm a problem solver. I think about, okay, no, I, if, if they did this, that would definitely benefit them. That would benefit us. It'd be a hundred percent a win-win. Um, and you go in there and you tell them a million reasons why they need to do it. It's just, it's not the right way to approach it. Yeah. Right. And I'm assuming that's what most of you guys are doing too, is explaining, you know, going like for my dad, for example, you know, going up to him, just be like, this is what you need to do. This is what you need to do. You need to, you know, put a HELOC on your house and invest on, you know, the $300,000 in this way. If you invest the $300,000 at 15% or 12%, you'll be able to make $30,000 a year. Boom. Voila. You don't, you know, your house is paid off. You got $30,000 a year in passive income. Right. Divided by 12, you know, do you have enough money to live off of it? Right. That will cover your living expenses. But that's like, whoa, 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 whoa. I got a paid off house and now you want me to put a, a 75% mortgage on it? Yeah. That sounds risky. What if, what if you don't pay me? What, how do I make the payments and all that? You know what I mean? You start thinking about all the what ifs. But if, you know, if he had taken a course or he had gone to basic training boot camp, you know what I mean? He, he would have that information. He just doesn't know what he doesn't know. Just like your parents. I also think like, so Kyle did say here that it's tough because both sets of parents don't need the money, but they have it sitting there collecting dust. And, you know, Wayne kind of addressed the like, they, you know, they think they don't need it. But in actuality, most retirements are pretty bleak. But regardless of that, maybe a different approach is needed where instead of you trying to help them make more money for retirement or for for whatever maybe it's literally just about helping you helping you get started <laughs> i was gonna get to that yeah and maybe that's like that's the approach that some people need is that like okay i understand that you're you're a rich bitch and you don't need money and you got your retirement set <laughs> don't up. call your mom a bitch <laughs> yeah, don't call your mom a bitch but for some people, they just simply don't need you. They don't need you to help them. They're set. They're good. But maybe they want to help you. They see that they can help their, their child get ahead faster. And maybe that's the approach that needs to be taken is like, hey, guys, I know that you've done really well for yourselves and that, you know, you're all set up and, um, you know, that you don't need my help getting, getting ahead. But, um, you know, you could really help me get ahead if, you know, we did this really safe and secure and... And, you know, that sort of approach because most parents, most parents do want to help their children get yes. ahead. Yeah. And um, so, again, listening and knowing them and approaching it the way that's that's best fit to, to get a yes, right? Uh, what's his name? Cody. Cody recently hit me with this recent. I can't remember it, uh, for what reason. It was – I can't remember what context – but he, he used a little bit of my own medicine on me. And this is one of my favorite lines um, to use when someone's complaining about the fact that someone won't invest with them, their parents or their friends. Um, Kyle, have you tried crying? <laughs> Cry. If you need that money so bad that it's going to change your life, and you spent a whole weekend, you know, working on building your roadmap, you d you reverse engineered it, you know exactly what needs to happen. And you're like, okay, I need to raise this money for this, 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 and this, I need to do these two, three deals. And then I'm going to refinance, I'm going to pull all this money out, I'm going to buy this building right here, I'm going to do some improvements, I'm going to add some laundry, I'm going to refinance it, pull that money out over there, take this money and buy 10 suited houses. And then that will give me all the cash flow that I need to live my life and have the perfect day, you know, waking up with my wife and having breakfast, going to the gym and taking my kids to school, everything, bam. That's what I need to do. And you break it down to what you need to do today. And I need to go and, you know, ask my parents to, you know, private lend to me for $300,000. This is the only way to do it. I've reverse engineered it. This is it. This is the one thing. If this is the one thing that needs to fucking happen in order for you to get to that goal, why the hell haven't you cried? Why haven't you groveled? Why haven't you got down on your knees and said, mom, dad, if I don't do this, I'll never reach my goals. Please. 
don't do it for yourself. Do it for me. If I can do this, I will buy these properties. I will renovate them. I will sell them. I will take those profits. I will buy this. I will refinance that and I will get to this. And it'll get me to a point in my life where I can wake up every day with my wife and have breakfast and go to the gym and take my kids to school. Show them the goddamn roadmap. Show them a fucking roadmap. Show them that it's planned and thought out and meticulously like put in order to get you to this dream life. I've got this roadmap. I joined a coaching program. They're 100% holding me accountable. They are there all day, every day to answer my questions. For a year, I invested $10,000 into myself to get every single question answered. And and if you like if they say, "Well, what happens if this?" You know what? I don't have that answer, but I've got a coach or a mentor that is going to show me how to do it. And if I have that problem, they're going to show me how to work around it. So I have 100% confidence in myself because I have the right team, I have the right coach, I have the right plan. All that I need is this 300,000 fucking dollars, please, mom, for the love of God. I will take you to the bank right now, please. Please. Yeah, it's going to affect your image a little bit. And yeah, you're going to feel like a piece of shit for a minute. But you know what? When you get that $300,000 and then you eventually get to the life that matters, was it worth it? 100%. They just don't know how serious you are. Mm -hmm. They just think it's another side hustle. You're starting up something about real estate. But they all the th all they know about real estate is what the global news fucking said last night at 6 o'clock. That's all they know. That interest rates are going up and it's risky. That's what the guy, that's what... Uh, Gord Steinke said. On the evening news. That's all they know. They don't know. They show them, like Gabby said, show them your plan. Show them how fucking serious you are. Cry. If you're like, oh, okay, yeah, no, I understand, Mom. No, I understand. Maybe we'll talk about it in the future. <laughs> Have you tried everything? You haven't tried everything. Come at it from a different angle. Cry, grovel, get out on your knees, beg them. Mom, please. Mom, please. Mom, please. Maybe the third please, she says yes. Fine, fuck, talk to your father. <laughs> You've begged them for less. You've begged them for concert tickets to go see. Like, please, mom, I really want to go see Blink-182. Please, mom, please, please, please. All my friends are going, please, mom. I really want to go see Blink-182. Mom, I really want, ugh, mom, I want to get my ears pierced. Mom, 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 just for dumb shit in the past before. And you didn't give a crap at that when it was that, right? Did your mom think less of you when you were 35 years old because you, be you begged them for, you know, ear piercings when you were 16 or 14 or whatever the fuck? No. That you wanted to get a guitar because you're going to start a band and you're going to travel across the country and you're going to make it big. Mom, please, I need this fucking guitar. I can't be playing with a fucking Yamaha guitar. I need a fucking Gibson. Mom, please, I need it. Mom, I know it's $3,000. Mom, please. When she got you the fucking guitar, did she think any less of you later on in your life? No. So what the fuck is the difference now? This actually means something. You're actually going to do something with this. So I say, like, have you fucking done everything? Have you begged and cried? You used to, but now you're too fucking, you know, you think you're better and like you're not a kid anymore and like suddenly. Too proud. Too proud. I'd do the same fucking thing for like a friend. You know what I mean? Beg, cry, do whatever the fuck it takes. If they say no, whatever. If they think less of you afterwards, fuck, whatever. Cut them out. Move on to the next person. Life's too short. Life's too short to be proud. Life's too short to be thinking about what other people think about you. Fuck them. Go for it. Do whatever the fuck it takes. I guarantee you, every successful person you look up to did something that they were not proud of in the moment, but they got it fucking done and they move forward. And the right people in your life, if they're supposed to be in your life, will support you. Whether they do it or they don't, they'll support you regardless. They won't think any less of you afterwards. They'll know how serious you are, but they'll say, hey, I see that you're serious about this. I'm happy to see this. I'm happy that you're doing everything it takes. Unfortunately, it doesn't work for me, but I love you. No hard feelings. And you say no hard feelings and you move on. You did everything you could. They said no. You move on. It, the, the relationship continues. If they think less of you afterwards, fucking cut them out. Who gives a shit? They're not supposed to be there. That's it. If you can do that, you will find the money. 
if you don't do that, then you're not doing whatever it takes. And for those of you that don't aren't willing to do whatever it takes, you will not reach your goals or you won't reach them as quickly as everybody else. Was it worth the wait, Kyle? <laughs> it's not a quick answer. It's a complicated answer. Yeah. I don't give I don't give quick answers to stuff like that. Because if I gave you a quick answer, it wouldn't have sufficed. Question? <clears throat> Do we have anything in regards to that? Uh, he says, well worth it. Thank you. Sorry for the wait. <laughs> um, I think we might need a little bit better of an explanation on this. Hold on. I'm scrolling back. I got one from Wait. way earlier. Oh, okay. Oh, or, yeah. I did miss one earlier. I got Alan's question from earlier. Okay. We can get that answered and then we'll call her a day. Sure. Uh, what is it? Today? Wednesday? Okay. Perfect. Um. Is there any other questions in there that I should be saving? I don't think so. I'll go through it later. Okay. Uh, Alan asked, uh, hello, how do you handle tenant noise complaints in suited properties? Do you tend to choose tenants who seem quiet? Tenants without toddlers and babies? Um, Gab, I'll let you handle this one. Well, Wayne and I aren't in total agreement on this, so I'm surprised you're letting me answer it. Um, but you mostly run that side of the business. I so. do mostly run that side of the business. I do my best to properly match main floor and basement suite tenants. If there is a, I don't know, like you, you do your best to match. Like I absolutely love when a single person, a single working adult wants to rent a main floor suite. And then like, I can just like properly match the basement. Usually basements aren't like big families with like lots of kids and stuff because they're usually only like one or two bedrooms. So um, you can get like roommates or siblings or that type of thing. So if you have like an all adult suited property, it's, it's so much better, so much easier. You get far less complaints. But that being said, suited properties are perfect transitionary housing. I don't say that in like a like transitioning people off the streets. I mean it in like transitioning into home ownership. Into well, not even into home ownership, home ownership, but um just different stages of life. It's like one of those things where, you know, you're only making this much money, it's all you can afford, so you get a basement suite. But like hell, you don't want to be in a basement anymore. It's dark, it's gloomy, it sucks. So you want to get onto a main floor. And then you want to get into your own space where you don't have somebody living above you or below you. So it's like this transitionary time in your life where it's all you can afford and it makes sense. And a lot of the times that's young families. So they are, and you know, three bedroom main floors, it's perfect. Adults and a couple kids, like it's, it's a perfect space for them to rent. They have access to a yard, you know, those types of things. So it's really hard to just rule that out and be like, well, I'm going to get noise complaints because it's literally basically built for a young family, mm -hmm. right? So I just do my best to understand that if I have a family on a main floor, it would be really beneficial if I also had a young family with maybe a kid in the basement because they're not going to complain about each other's noise because they're going to be giving as much as they're taking, mm -hmm. right? Whereas if I have a single person or a couple of adults, a, a couple on one of the suites, it would kind of suck for them if they had a young family upstairs stomping around, you know, toddlers screaming, awake yeah. in the middle of the night, wailing. So you just do your best to make a perfect match, but it's not always going to happen. And sometimes you just need to fill the damn vacancy. If a young family qualifies, they have great references and they check all the boxes, but you're just worried about the noise, fill the damn vacancy. Yeah. How do you handle the tenant noise complaints and speed of properties? Well, just as, you know, with all those things that Gabby said in consideration, you know, everyone should have a good understanding of what they are getting into when they decide to lease from you. And, you know, letting them know that, hey, they'll ask, hey, who lives upstairs? That's a nice young family and they got a four-year-old and a 10-year-old. Is that okay with you? Yeah. Well, what's the soundproofing like? 
Well, it's legal. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, there's always going to be noise transfer in between. There's nothing you can do about, you know, some houses are, you know, there's no insulation at all. And, you know, um, and there's gaps in the doors and that kind of stuff. And you'll hear everything. Um, but we have a very good relationship with all of our tenants and we let them know upstairs that, Hey, there's going to be people living downstairs and please stay calm. But then from time to time, a four-year-old's going to have a little hissy fit or a dog's going to yap when someone walks by. That is part of living in a basement suite. Mm -hmm. If that's not something that you can handle, then, then this might not be for you. Um, it, it's my opinion. I like, I like, uh, middle-aged, uh, couples with no kids upstairs and a single person downstairs or a couple downstairs. Now there's, there's even with those, even with no dogs, no kids, they're still going to complain because of, um, you know, couples making noise, right. Or, you know, couples arguing or a TV too loud. There's always going to be noise complaints. And or the, they didn't shovel the snow. I know you're talking about noise, but there's other complaints. complaints yeah. There's going to be other complaints if there's not noise complaints. Yeah. Well, they shoveled the snow, but they didn't shovel the snow up to the garbage can. How the hell am I supposed to walk through all that snow to get to the garbage can? I cut the lawn all year. Um, there's always going to be complaints and stuff like that. With the noise stuff, you know, you just uh, you let them know that, hey, thank you for reaching out to me. And please let me know if there are, if they continue to do this, please let me know and we're going to handle it. And you send the other person an email and say, hey, you know, it's, there's been, I, I know that this is a, this is a ongoing problem and just part of living in a house with a basement suite. But, um, if you can try and be conscious of, you know, stomping on the ground or running down the hallway or whatever, or trying to keep the dog, you know, um, uh, maybe at a, at a daycare or something like that during the day, because when you're gone at work, the dog is just yapping all day and the person downstairs works on nights and they have to sleep during the day. So it's, it's been very hard for them. And, you know, they reached out to us because they didn't want to, uh, create any conflict and reach out to you directly. Um, so they asked us to do it and, and we totally understand and hopefully you can help out with something like that. And, you know, if they respond and say, yeah, I'm so sorry, we're going to come up with a solution. Um, then that's great. And then, you know, follow up with the other tenants and say, hey, they're going to work on a solution. Um, it, it may take a little bit of time, but um, they're they're going to work on it. If it continues to happen, please let us know. Right now, if the tenant upstairs um, says, well, fuck, what am I supposed to do? Like, you expect me to put my dog in some kind of daycare all day and just like or kennel them and like you want me to put a muzzle on them? Like, what else do you want? You want to give them like a bark call or something like that? If that's the answer they give you, then go then go fuck themselves. Seriously, like it's like when you when you go to someone and you, you know, in a nice way and say, hey, there's an issue. Can we work on finding a problem? And the tenant upstairs or the opposite tenants just like is just like a complete dink about it. Then then, you know that, OK, well, this needs to be it takes this some further action needs to be taken. If they're not going to find a solution and a complaint has been made and it continues to happen, then I am my main objective is to make sure that the tenant downstairs is happy. Yep. I no longer care about the person upstairs because they're not willing to help. They've created a problem, right? They are affecting the peaceful enjoyment of the other tenant. And if it becomes a major issue, then obviously we'll have to deal with it. Now, can you evict someone for noise? Not necessarily. Um, but what you can do is you can manipulate it in a way to make sure that they leave. And I would probably, I would definitely not renew them. I would let them know that, hey, there's there's a continuing issue. We're getting multiple noise complaints. You're affecting the peace and enjoyment of the person downstairs. We're going to have to take further action if this can't get handled. Now, depending on how they answer that question or that statement, we'll determine which next step we take. If they say, well, I don't want to be here anyways, then we can say, well, you know what? I think it's all, I think we're all in agreement that this isn't working out. So we'd like to uh, terminate your lease. As long as you agree to terminate your lease, we can have it end on December 1st. You can move out. You can move into a place that you're more comfortable with and uh, everybody can be happy. Mm -hmm. Done. If they say, I ain't leaving or whatever else and say, okay, well, just keep in mind that if this continues to happen, we're going to have to take further action and we may have to uh, file a hearing. You say things like that and then people just don't want to stay there anyways. People don't want to stay where there's conflict, where there's, yeah. you know what I mean? They'll just be like, oh, screw this. I'm going to find another place to live. So you can kind of manipulate what they do in, in, a, in, a, in a way, you know, depending on your responses. Um, but we normally just kind of wait and see how each party reacts and we determine what outcome do we want from this. 
do we want to solve this problem? Do we want to keep one person happy and want the other person to leave? Um, and then we just make sure that we stay out of the gray area and we make sure that we follow the Residential Tenancies Act of our province. And more often than not, you know, we always get the outcome that we want, right? Or sometimes we can just say, hey, we, here's an offer. We will allow you to leave your, your lease. Um, no penalty. You can leave right now. We'll be flexible on the move out date. But unfortunately, it just is, isn't working out. We've tried to solve this problem. We've tried to make it, you know, good for everybody else. But if one person is not able to enjoy it, then, you know, and, and then if they're being a real dink about it and they're just not leaving, then there's always a possibility we can offer it to the other tenant as well. And we're like, I am so sorry. We're trying to get this person out. They're not biting. Um, and I feel terrible. I just want you to know that we're not going to hold you to this lease. If you need to find another place to live, we totally understand. And we are so sorry that we weren't able to solve it. We will not be renewing this tenant uh, at the end of their next lease. If you want to stay through that, that'd be great. If you can't, because you can't get any sleep, we totally understand that as well. Right? So that, that that's that's how we would analyze it from receiving the email all the way through. And, you know, there's there's a series of outcomes that we would potentially want. It really just depends on how everyone reacts. Hopefully the nice email suffices and, and they just, you know, they say, thank you. The other person says, yep, no problem. They solved the problem, but it, it really depends. That's the problem with, uh, with houses with secondary suites. It always is a problem, but anyways, that wraps her up for the day, guys. Um, today's Wednesday, tomorrow's Thursday. We'll see you guys then. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Interested in being a guest on the show? Send us an email to info at reimorningshow.com. 